Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two helpless minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us from Edge of Tomorrow Minute are Todd and David. Welcome back to the show. Again. Yeah. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh, uh, TGITS. Thank God it's typhoon season. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's about to get wild. There's, it is wild. We're in the middle of the action. Today we're talking about minutes 94 to 96 of The Karate Kid Part 2. They begin with a baby rescue and end with Yuna yelling. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Wednesday with our heroes saving a mother and her kids in the middle of a typhoon. It's very heroic. Um, and uh, yeah, the the wind and the rain are, are whipping. Um I read that some of this was filmed on location, but there are some there is some stuff in here that's uh, in the studio, um, and they kind of had to replicate the elements and the the sets or whatever. Um, and uh, when we first see the mother carrying that toddler, I actually thought that was like it was a fake baby. Uh, but <laughs> then we we see a very confused looking baby being handed about. I, I just kind of <laughs> focus on this poor kid. It's just like, what is going on? <laughs> Why am I all wet? I didn't do this. <laughs> Turn the fan off. Jeez. Yeah. I better be getting uh, hazard pay. <laughs> and yeah. I do enjoy how, you know, Miyagi's got the baby and hands him to Daniel, hands him to Kumiko, hands him <laughs> yeah. to UKA. I'm like, oh, crap. Nobody it's wants like, this kid. Yeah, it's like being on a bus when, you know, like a, 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 full disclosure, I was born in Turkey while my dad was in the Air Force. And um, when the women, you know, the, the wives from the base would go places, they would take a bus. The, the the Air Force provided them a bus and all the children that were there generally just got passed around the bus and looked just like that. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say I got I was born on a bus. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, I was born in a Turkish hospital off the base. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I don't think that that boy that uh, Miyagi told Daniel to help. I don't think he really needed Daniel's help. I mean, he's almost as tall as him. He looks like he's got more meat on his bones than Daniel does. Better facial hair. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The kid had facial hair. I didn't even notice. No, he didn't. (laughs) I'm just making fun. (laughs) Strong Gus takes Daniel away. The kid's still there. <laughs> uh suddenly there is some cracking we hear and the temple that Sato is in uh, collapses and Daniel says Sato is in there but how does he know I I guess he he saw him like it's at least an hour ago right yeah yeah, yeah I mean we saw him you know they gave us a shot of him you know meditating at the shrine but uh well Daniel saw him at that point yeah, but they don't have to do okay. his tea ceremony. Ah, right. And uh, who knows how long that was? You know, he had to walk down to the cannery and all that stuff. But well, it was Daniel's first tea ceremony, so it was probably only like a minute or two. <laughs> <clears throat> you went there. Yep. Uh, the, <laughs> this uh, this bit of score is actually called the storm, uh, and I just wanted to mention it there. It's it's all very um, epic and you know, action, you know, um, and, and, uh, yeah, this is probably like one of the most exciting parts of the movie. It's just like, Oh, it's, we got to rescue this person and that person. And, uh, we find out that, uh, that Sato, 
uh, is in this collapsed temple. Uh, and I just like Daniel going, hey, Santo's in there. And I just wanted Mr. Miyagi like, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is where Miyagi hands the toddler to Daniel. Then Daniel hands the toddler to Kumiko. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we've been, um, we've been keeping count of, uh, the words coward and baby, uh, this entire movie. And, uh, when Miyagi says here, take baby, that that's, that's where the baby count ends. There's no more ba- mentions of baby <laughs> after this. So the final score for Daniel's, Daniel's like, what'd you call seven. me? <laughs> yeah. I suppose you know, we, we kind of talk about like whether it counts or not, but I suppose, I don't know. I'm just going to say it counts because I like to have a high score, <laughs> but he, Daniel's not literally being called a baby here. So. <laughs> or uh, yeah, like, like you mentioned, Matt, maybe, maybe Daniel, maybe Miyagi was telling like Kumiko to take, take Daniel back into the, Pillbox. <laughs> Take this big baby back in the pillbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, baby's first word. typhoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that you always remember. Um, <laughs> the wind and the rain blowing really hard. Daniel uh, follows Miyagi into the storm, and they stop when they see Chosen stumble his way out of the ruins of the temple. Um, and this actually uh, solves another question we had earlier in the movie. Um, in the original script, when Daniel walks by the temple and sees Sato, uh, originally Chosen was supposed to be there and just kind of glare at Daniel to make him keep 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 walking, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, he wasn't there in the actual movie. However, there were a couple of like, you know, uh, spare sandals sitting there, so. We were thinking, oh, maybe he was he's inside the temple, you know, he's praying on, on the inside or whatever. So, yeah, this is where I'm like, oh, he was there. <laughs> um, and uh, now he's basically running for his life. <laughs> and, and he's looking a little stunned that maybe something hit him in the head. Um, but, yeah, Miyagi asks, where's where's uncle? And Chosen says he's dead. And so <gasps> what do you think? Like. Is he leaving Sato for dead out of fear of the storm? Or did he actually see like Sato and he just assumed that he died? Or maybe he didn't even see him at all and just assumed he died. The yeah, first he, one. Yeah. He's just, he's, yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's just terrible. <laughs> I mean, you know, he owes his uncle everything and yet he, he can't even afford to like, you know, check. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we need to see who the beneficiary is on Sato's. <laughs> Uh, life insurance and then we'll know yeah it, it's always the spouse wait <laughs> this, this is in colombo uh, <laughs> just one more uh, thing <laughs> yeah i'd love to see colombo interrogating uh chosen after this um i'm sure uh ug must have been in an episode right i <laughs> like one of the later tv movies uh everybody was in those uh <laughs> This did remind me of something else, though. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Force Majeure or its American remake, Downhill, with uh, Will Ferrell. Um, but it's all about uh, this uh, family on vacation in, like, the Alps or some sort of snowy mountain. 
and they're all like vacationing. They're all like having a dinner on the deck in the in the mountains, and then suddenly an avalanche comes, and uh, the father literally just runs for his life. He doesn't save his kids. <laughs> He doesn't save his wife. He just runs for, and it turns out that the avalanche is just kind of like a, a, a false thing. Like it, it looked, you know, more scary than it actually was. And right. it was it like a controlled of, at grooming avalanche, right? Was, yeah. 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 So the wife and kids are just fine. But for the rest of the movie, the father is like dealing with, and of course, you know, the, the wife and the kids are also like, dad left us. <laughs> what does that all mean? And it just kind of reminds me of this, you know, like, did Chosen have some sort of a, a force majeure moments <laughs> where uh, he 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 was like, I have to save myself. Uh, I, this this it, that's what it's down to. <laughs> but uh, I highly I highly suggest at least I I didn't see the Will Ferrell one. I I, I like the uh, the the Swedish Swedish movie French movie. I'm not sure. Well, it totally sounds, matters, that right? French. <laughs> okay, the French movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that, I think that's definitely the case. I think he's just being a coward. Uh, this was their chance to get back at him and, and yell "coward." Oh, yep. oh. We could have gotten an even higher score. Um, but uh, Miyagi now looks at the ruins, and a fire starts, and then suddenly, as if it's controlled by wires, a wind gust. Reveals that Sato is still alive, um, and 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 I, I just the way those I don't know like palm fronds <laughs> move up move up, move apart so mechanically always kind of takes me out of it. But it's another it's another instance of uh, Evil Dead style. Effects. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It looks like it's in a haunted house or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's serviceable at best. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't see a wire so. That's good. But... Right. right. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit like, of guzen, which is uh, Japanese for good luck or good fortune. <laughs> guzen. Guzen. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, Santo is pinned under a beam. And uh, so Miyagi like runs and he tries to lift the beam uh, <laughs> while Santo is yelling at him, which I love it so much. Um that it's just like the the he challenged him to a fight and now it's like Santos' brain just immediately goes like oh now you now that you have me down <laughs> this is when you're gonna you're gonna kill me like I don't know like did Santo like forget who Miyagi was or just kind of make up this villain in his mind I just well, yeah he, he he clearly had built Miyagi up as this terrible person over the years and he doesn't have any sense of him over the i mean i don't i forget how many years it's been since he'd been there but um 40 something yeah it's been forever yeah so so he's 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 villainized him for sure he's he's not he's not even close to the the real miyagi that we all know and love he's you know he's closer to that guy in milwaukee that sells fried chicken or whatever (laughs) that guy's name is (laughs) all righty then yeah he he's totally forgotten who his friend had been when they were young yeah. Uh, I mean, even he's just been refrain. I mean, even in the present time or whatever, 86 present time, uh, he is has been refusing to, to fight this entire time. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he's like, oh, I pushed it really far when I decided to bulldoze the town. But hey, guess who guess who wins in the end? The town is being bulldozed by a storm now. So uh, <laughs> 
and really like angered Miyagi that maybe maybe he's now gonna pull a cheap stunt and kill him right while he's under that beam. Um, but yeah, uh, this is where uh, Chosen lets out one final for for to the bleachers, coward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him thinking that is how you can really tell that his his mind is warped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one would believe that about Miyagi. So uh, that is the last coward of the movie. Uh, so the baby count ended with seven, and this is the ninth coward. So coward wins. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, it is the, the, I mean, I was making a, a big thing out of baby being a, as much, as prominent, but really isn't. Coward is like the word for this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's I would lot. have bet on that. <laughs> Um, so they're trying to lift it. Daniel's trying his best. It's not working. And, uh, then Miyagi climbs onto the ruins and meanwhile, Sato yells this thing, like, what, what kind of insult is this? You're lower than the storm. I, I storms I are was, in the sky. I thought or he said you're you, lower than a dog. I could have sworn it was the storm, but I thought he said, dog. I thought he said dog too. Oh, well. I I could be outvoted. I don't know. <laughs> I I thought it was storm, but everybody's um, lower than the storm. I just yeah, the that, storm it doesn't make, all. You're lower than a dog. It, I guess makes makes more sense. Uh, uh, it definitely makes more sense. So I'm I'm not even saying I guess. Uh, yeah, that is. I don't know that that insult is a little out of the blue. It doesn't seem to be his usual thing. But you're lower than a dog. Um, but. Uh, uh, Miyagi uh, <laughs> Miyagi pulls back his fist and like Sato is like I'm gonna get in my final jab. He's like your your whole village is gonna see this is the only way you can win. And uh, if you're looking for it, there is a, a <laughs> already pre-broken split in that in that beam. <laughs> <laughs> whole village is gonna see that this is this is you. And then he should just send like. I don't see any witnesses. <laughs> God for the kill. <laughs> Daniel could have honked his nose. <laughs> yeah. Daniel smirks and turns his back on them. <laughs> I see nothing. Um, but then Miyagi bellows himself and, and then karate chops the beam so hard that it splits. And, uh, yeah, this I think we've talked about the Mandela effect uh, on this podcast before, but it's that feeling that you remember something differently than it really that it really happened. Um, and some people make it as if it's some sort of, I don't know, glitch in the matrix or whatever. But I think it's just bad memory. <laughs> um, but every time I remember the scene, it's that Sato's pinned by the piece of lumber that he was training on and like it's insult to injury that the one that he was training on, that he was karate chopping that piece of wood they found in the beach that time as, as uh, Miyagi says uh, is the one piece of wood that uh, Miyagi has to break to uh, release his friend. Yeah. But, it's, it's similarly dimensioned, but yeah, I don't think it's uh, got quite the density. That thing that they're beating on at the beach is, I mean, that look almost looks like it's been fossilized. This thing right. here, like you said, looks like somebody carefully broke it and put it back together again for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and, you know, I don't think Sato lives in Tomi Village, so mm. <laughs> that, that was mm. at his house. True. Right. Um, when you were talking about that minute, did you 
um, hear the story about how the the actor was really beating on that piece of of wood while they were having their discussion, and he was, his arm was all swollen up the next day. Oh my gosh, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, apparently he he'd mentioned that uh, in in a, an interview himself, and then Miyagi, you know, not my son, Pat Morita, sorry, <laughs> he would would always tell that story because apparently they were pretty good friends on set. Yeah. Yeah, they they went back uh, many years. Um, I think I think Pat Morita got him uh, the job because he wasn't like he was like a huge actor. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you think like if you had a beam crushing you and then somebody chopped it in half like that over your sternum, like would that would that like crack your sternum or <laughs> break a few ribs? Well, I think they, so. Like, yeah, they don't pay real good attention to that because I think that would probably kill you. But then beforehand. <laughs> Both Miyagi and Daniel, uh, at various points, put a whole bunch of their body weight on the beam. (laughs) You're making it worse. Oh, stop it. I hear cracking. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Uh, It's breaking. We must be we must be loosening it. No, no, (laughs) no, that's not what's cracking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is meant to to mirror the honk scene pretty directly. Right. I mean. It's sort of set up that way where you get the the he's posing over his opponent and he's about to make this death strike and then it's you know something other than than what you would expect and and yeah. so yeah it's um I think the the look that Daniel has on his face while it's all going down um, if you haven't watched that section just focusing specifically on Daniel's face Daniel's face do that because it mm-hmm. it may be Ralph Macho's best acting of all time it's. It's, oh, yeah. it's really, yeah, it's pretty charming. He's like, huh, what? He like triple takes it and, <laughs> and watches his fist come down the whole way. It's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh, and he did the I've same never thing. even looked at him in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he did the same thing in the in the parking lot. He yeah. was like, yeah. he, he thought Miyagi was going to kill Kreese in the, in the parking lot. It's like, again, do you know your friend, Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, again, yeah, Sato is, uh, Sato has been pretty pretty much a, a real well a real jerk <laughs> sorry kids yeah um, <laughs> uh so yeah this is great miyagi helps sato up and he's just you know he's calling him an old friend and he's get, promising me he's gonna be okay uh it, it is definitely that, more than he deserves but <laughs> does that line feel a little passive aggressive to you like i've got you old friend <laughs> you big jerk um I, I think it's just in there to to reinforce for the audience that they are supposed to be old friends and that you yeah. know may, maybe yeah. he's trying to remind sato that that's the truth yeah but yeah it's yeah. it's a bit much <laughs> <laughs> i just like it like is it uh, Mr. Miyagi's just is so kind, you know. I don't know. I mean, it, it always warms me. Um, so, uh, yeah, they they help uh, Mr. Sato go towards the shelter, and then they stop when they hear some screaming. And yeah, it's little Yuna uh, still in the bell tower. What <laughs> what are you yeah. doing up there? Yeah. Uh, well, it, this always bothers me because she disappears from everyone's consciousness. Back in the last set of minutes, right when Miyagi closes the door to the shelter, the, the bell stops ringing. Ah, uh, yeah, and then, that's true. Yeah, and then we don't notice that everybody's outside. She's right there. She doesn't ring the bell again. She doesn't <laughs> scream loud enough for anyone to hear. You know, they're not more than 40 feet away. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is another one I asked uh, our friend uh, Mickey Mashita, who was on Cobra Kai, I must mention, uh, 
that like could you translate what uh little yuna here says and she's saying in english come get me <laughs> it's not japanese at all <laughs> come get me come get me of course <laughs> so he was able to help you out with that then uh, she she <laughs> she yeah. sorry yeah 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 uh and that's it, it the minutes do kind of end right right mid uh her screaming come get me um but i do have to mention uh something from the original shooting script uh the bell ringer rescue and the sato rescue were flip-flopped uh but instead of the bell ringer daniel and miyagi actually go into a half collapsed building that served as a school and uh, they sack desks on top of each other to rescue a couple of scared little girls on, I think, the second floor. And uh, much like the bell ringer, what we're going to talk about next week, uh, Daniel's got to deal with broken power lines. Uh, also, Miyaki ends up falling to the floor like super hard uh, when the desks get blown over that they're standing on. Um, he gets Miyaki's back up. not allowed to be injured. I know. <laughs> He, it, it, there's more though. He gets back up, and uh, Daniel ends up uh, dropping the girls like one by one, uh, several feet into Miyagi's arms. Miyagi kind of catches them as they fall, um, and they all run out of the building, narrowly avoiding it from completely collapsing. So they had that whole set piece in mind. Um, now that's then, expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then as they uh, run the girls back to the shelter, Miyagi gets hit again he gets nailed in uh one of his legs by a flying piece of fence and gets knocked right over so he has to be helped back to the shelter himself and on the way daniel hears a low moan from the uh collapsed temple um and that's when daniel rushes in finds sato who's pinned uh sato surprises daniel and not chosen and uh because he's like chosen help me and then he realizes it's daniel and then Daniel doesn't chop the wood. He uses a lever to lift the beam and uh, help Mr. Sato. Yeah. I was well, really wondering why they didn't try to lever this off of him before they tried, you know, cracking the sternum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose the, 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 the cracking the sternum looks cooler. <laughs> it really does. It really does. <laughs> and then they then Daniel helps Mr. Sato out of the temple right before the temple then collapses behind them. So mm. <laughs> they had all that. Wow. That was really complicated. Yeah, that would have taken forever. Yeah. It would have mostly gotten edited out, and they would have wasted a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. But most notably, like, you know, the original script is giving Daniel the the save of, of Sato, not not Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think that's the right yeah, call. This is way better because it pays off, though, like, uh, Miyagi can chop through the giant beam and Sato can't. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and and this is mostly Miyagi's story, you know, the you know yeah. resolving his young life, you know, and Daniel's just along for the ride, having a little side story of his own. Mm -hmm. And and really, this is uh, uh, one of those one of the complaints. Uh, I think it was Gene Siskel, and I'll mention that towards the end of the movie again. I'm sure uh, had of this movie was like, this is Mr. Miyagi's movie. Why did Daniel have to have a fight at the end? You know. This, <laughs> And I guess he doesn't know what the movie's called, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's all I have. Um, and uh, well, I mean, I hear a bell ringing, so it must mean we have to evacuate this podcast. Uh, just ignore the screaming girl. We're just going to move right past her. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us this week on Karate Kid. Two minutes. It's been a pleasure.
been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, and uh, would you like to give some plugs out uh, before we go? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we we do this same sort of thing, only we're not cowards or babies. We do it one minute at a time. Well, it's two minutes at a time stuff. But for the movie Edge of Tomorrow, uh, which is, if you haven't seen it, it's it's a great film. You get your Tom Cruise, your Emily Blunt, and Bill Paxton and some other people. Um, and they just do the same thing over and over again, which makes our lives pretty easy, honestly. It just <laughs> use the same notes over Does and over. It? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the same topics <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so yeah we can you can find us over at edge of you can find some social media and if i don't say live die retweet uh robin will make me say it so i'll just say it yeah. now that's our our twitter handle um and uh we got a facebook listeners group called no jacket required which is a, a funny thing if you've seen the movie um eh, it's sort of a funny thing if you've seen the movie but anyway <laughs> uh awesome well thank you so much guys again and uh david i definitely have to thank you especially for uh helping with our podcast behind the scenes on on a couple things really appreciate that um and uh matt what what, what, you've been doing you've been up to anything recently you've been guesting on anything or podcast wise uh no (laughs) (laughs) i just it's still been uploading my old uh twin peaks podcasts to my uh personal youtube account Oh yeah, um, the original Twin Peaks podcast. Definitely, folks, check that out. Uh, I was on a couple at least. It, it was a lot of fun, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's what definitely got me back into Twin Peaks again. Uh, and that was before the return, which got me right back out of Twin Peaks. Yep. Started uh, in 2011. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, you're old. You've been podcasting a long time. Yeah. He was. He was four at the time. all right well uh tune in next week when we're definitely going to get that rescue um and i'm sure a few other things happen uh uh, uh, somebody somebody runs away uh crying like a baby and a coward uh but until next time is there a counterpunch to the technique ask the drum (laughs) 